Welcome, everybody, to Rodin Radio, episode 163. And before I introduce my very special guest, I have to make uh, uh, an announcement, an apology very quickly. Uh, I want to apologize to everyone who was waiting for Freaky Tales on Friday. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I had a family emergency right before we were about to go live that, that I had to attend to. I didn't have time to make a post. I didn't have time to announcement to announce it. So with that, you know what? I apologize, but we will be on this Friday coming up. Okay, if I'm lying, I'm dying. But uh, I will be live on Freaky Tales on Friday. So once again, I apologize, but it was a family emergency that I had to attend to. So hopefully, you guys understand. Um, all everyone's orders have been shipped for those of you that have ordered bundle one bundle two but i do want to say this that when it comes to bundle one some of the singles uh have been sold out but i wrote you uh, actually i topped out a letter uh, to, to let you know which ones were missing if you want your money back for those cds uh you could i put my personal email you can email me and i will cash app or paypal you back the money for the singles that are not in there or you could just wait until I get my next shipment in and I'll send them right out to you. So um, other than that, if I have any other announcements, I will announce them during the breaks or when we come back from break. But without further ado, please allow me to introduce all the way from Fresno, California. Hip hop lives in Fresno, MC Wicks. How you doing, brother? I'm good, I'm good, man. Thank you for having me, it's an honor, man. It's good. It's good to build with one of the legends, man. One of the greats, man. We out here. Thank you, brother. You know what, man? What a lot of people don't know is that we've been in contact for maybe the last, I think, like in 2017, when I reached out to you, we were filming the Rodeo Mixtape documentary, mm -hmm. and I had asked you that I wanted to, to put you in it in a scene. I don't know if you remember that. I do. I do remember that. And, you know, shout out to Money Grip. Money Grip's the one that um, connected the bridge for this. Yes. He told me, uh, my boy Tony A, Rodium Radio, and I was like, all this sounds familiar. I was like, Rodium, Tony A, I was like, I, I know who that is. And um, he gave you my number, and it was the same number. And you, right. when, you, when you contacted me, you said, um, oh, I got your number from last time. And I was like, oh, it's exactly who I think it is. So I'm happy to be here. You know, everything comes through uh, 360. Yeah. And now we're right here making it happen, man. Well, you know what? It was meant to be, brother. And uh, um, like I said, I don't know why things did it. I mean, I know you, at the time when I contacted you, I didn't know you lived in Fresno mm. and we had already started filming the documentary, but I had a perfect spot 
you know, in a documentary for you. But it didn't happen. Maybe in the future, you know, we could work together. Yeah. You know, but uh, I remember back then there was a song that I had heard and I got to look for it on your page, but you were rapping to like an old school, like oldie type of beat and, and, and you were on some like hip hop boom bap type of shit. And that's my type of shit. Yeah. I mean, not only do I like West Coast, you know, funk, cheap funk shit, yeah. but I was raised on some boom bap shit. I hear you spit and I reach out to you, you know? Yeah, man. I've been, I've been doing it for a while now, man. It's been 13 years. Um, emceeing and it's, it's, it's been dope man it's been truly a blessing and there's a lot of times that I wanted to kind of quit or right. maybe give up because it's not the easiest path or easiest journey to take right it's not the normal route but I just fought through it and now now like the fruits of my labor they're finally um, hell yeah coming through and you know that's a good metaphor too like if you plant a seed it's gonna take a while for that tree to grow so I think I planted my seed with this culture and this music and yeah. it's finally growing, man. And um, I'm happy to be here, man. Shout out to you. This is the biggest platform I've ever been on, man. So it's an honor for real. Well, you know what? I we're, just had to tell you thank you. Sorry about No, you're, you're more than welcome, brother. And, and I'm glad that you're here because that's what we do here. We promote artists, whether you're up and coming, whether you're just a new artist, whether you're a veteran in this game, I like to shine light on people. And that's why we have put together Rodian Radio because there's a lot of platforms like, for example, BET, uh, MTV, that they don't really care on artists like us, artists like yourself, artists yeah. like a whatever, you know, and uh, they'll expect you just to, you know, make your own hustle, but we need to build more platforms for independent artists like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We need it. You know, so, but with that, you got here on time. I like that, that you're punctual. Uh, four hour drive from Fresno. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about television, brother. I like watching a lot of TV when I have the time, mm. whether it be Netflix or Amazon or whatever, mostly Netflix. Yeah. You, you watch a lot of TV and if you do, what do you watch, man? I grew up watching The Simpsons with my family. <laughs> and uh, that's classic. I like, I like the dog cartoons, like Family Guy. I'm a super uh, South Park nerd. I used to like collect all the, the seasons and DVDs and watch all the commentaries like uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Those are like geniuses. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like I don't know. It would be cool to just be in an episode. Like do uh -huh. do a voiceover on an episode one day. That's like something that would be tight. Uh, I used to. Those are like the main things I watch. And outside of that, I watch a lot of documentaries. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm into documentaries heavy. A lot of hip-hop documentaries, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one that I always recommend... Oh, well, before I uh, say the one I want to recommend, uh, I, I shared it before. You watched that Roxanne Roxanne one? Oh, yeah, I watched that recently. That was yeah. pretty good, huh? It was cool, man. It was, it, yeah. it was pretty dope. It, it just brought me back because I got to see the jeans that they wore, the, the shirts that they wore. It just brought me back to a whole different... To, to my era, if you will, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, because I came from that era, and I remember back back in the day, the, sh the shirts that were hot were the Latigra shirts with the tiger on it, and then you had what they call them lacrosse. Or but back then it was uh, um, the alligator one. What the fuck's that one called? The alligator. That yeah. was a brand. Right, but I think it was they called it lacrosse or something like that. But back then we called it something different. Oh, okay. And, and uh, they had some of those shirts in it, and it. And then they showed Bismarcky, they showed Nas as he was a kid or whatever. Yeah, that was dope. I yeah. like that they did that, actually. Yeah, and so I thought it was cool, so I recommend it. But since you talk about documentaries, I got to promote the Hip Hop Uncovered. You ever see that one? 
I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay, that one is on FX TV, or I think you can see it on Hulu as well. Uh, that one is about all the people behind the scenes that help uh, the hip hop industry uh, get into the limelight with, if you will, uh, uh, dirty money. Oh yeah, yeah. With they were like um, laundering the money, cleaning the money, huh? Pretty much. They, yeah. they use it as like text. Okay, that's crazy. I gotta watch that. Yeah, hip hop uncovered. That was directed by Rashidi Harper. I gotta show him love. Uh, I interviewed him here, and he, uh, uh, you know, he he shared everybody that he met, everybody that was in it. Dre was in it. A, a lot of people were in it, you know. But um, now, as far as like uh, music is concerned, what type of music did you grow up with as a little boy growing up in your home? I, I was blessed to have like um, a few siblings. And it's crazy because they all were into different things. Like, my brother was into like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Marilyn Manson, like Nirvana, Metallica, that kind of stuff. And then my sister was into like the Beatles and more like kind of like alternative or like kind of hippie rock. And then um, my oldest sister was into like gangster rap, like Tupac, X Rated, Brother Lynch, um, Too Short, obviously. And then, you know, everybody on the West Coast, I think, you got to listen to oldies. You got to listen to Motown if you're from the West Coast. Yeah. And um, so that's pretty much what I was brought up around. And I, I like a little bit of everything. I take influences from everywhere. But when I got a little bit older, I was like, I never listened to East Coast music. I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know nothing about it. And really? um, I had a friend. I was showing him some music, and he was showing me some music. He showed me uh, Immortal Technique at the time. And a lot of, the radio was garbage to me around that time. And I was like, man, I can't, I can't deal with this. This is trash. And he showed me that. And I was like, damn, what did they make this? This was like in the 90s? They're like, nah, this was like, like five years ago, six years ago. I'm like, oh, shit. So I started digging deep around probably like 13. And I started listening to like a lot of boom bap, a lot of East Coast hip hop. And it's around 13, you said? Yeah, and I feel like that's the music. Um, that That's my music, you know what I mean? Right. My brother had his music. My sisters had their music. My parents had their music. But like this MCing, like hip-hop shit, that's me right there, you know? That's dope. That's yeah. dope. You know what? Uh, uh, let me say this before we go any further. If you guys don't follow MC Wicks, you guys follow him. He's always making announcements. He's performing. Uh, I'm... I'm glad that things have opened up now because that opens up for you to perform once again. Mm -hmm. uh, he's always dropping music. He's always posting up memes, especially about midgets. Uh, and he's always <laughs> posting up his food. I love it when you yeah. post up your food. Oh, like, man. Like, you be having some crazy-ass food. Like, there was this one burrito. It, it looked red or something like oh, that. Oh, I had that over here last time. What man. was that? It's called Bombay Burrito. And it was like, you know, it's like fusion food. That was like a gentrified burrito. Okay. But... <laughs> It was fire though, man. I was like, you know, sometimes justification they get creative with it. But yeah. yeah, that was a different kind of burrito. It had like a red tortilla. Yeah. It was it was it was it honestly, no lie, that was probably one of the best burritos I ever ate in my life. No shit. But I'm into that weird stuff, like the food truck scene. Okay. They always get like traditional food and then they put a flip and they twist it or they mix cultures. They'll get like they'll make like tacos, but they'll use like Japanese seasonings on them or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm into that creative stuff, and 
with the fusion food, they're really, it's either a hit or a miss. There's no middle ground. It's either going to be amazing and you're going to think like, why did I ever think of putting these foods together and these ingredients together? It's going to be mind blowing or it's going to be completely garbage, you know? Right. But that Bombay burrito, that was, that was a hit. That was good. Yeah. You, you know what I liked? And eventually we're going to get into uh, um, um, your new music. You did a video where it showed you eating pizza. I think that's so damn dope because if you really think about it, some people may think it's dumb or corny or whatever, but how often do people make videos and are eating in their damn videos? <laughs> it's just like natural stuff. You know, you got to put the second nature in there. Yeah. Shout out to my homie Josh Rye. He's the one that directed that. And, um, he was like, you want to eat a pizza in the video? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Is that really cool? Right. And I was like, fuck it. I'll make it look cool. <laughs> yeah, and he and did. And I you actually, that dude is really talented, man. He he has good, he has like good visions and he knows how to bring them to life. And that's crazy that you actually noted that, man. Shout no, out to him. No, I, I did, bro. I, I, yeah. just, I just directed, uh, and I'm going to announce it, uh, my boy, Mr. D, the artist that I'm working with right now, uh, we we filmed uh, his video yesterday. I directed it. It'll be dropping as of right now, uh, June twentieth. Uh, we're gonna bring him back here. We're gonna interview him. There's a huge, huge buzz out on him, and uh, um, so the video's coming together. Filmed by my boy Joe from from AZ. He drove all the way down from Arizona. We knocked it out. Came out dope. But I say that because I take pride in videos and visuals, mm -hmm. and Believe it or not, in that video, it showed, like, I guess, like, your personality. Like, I see you giving people stuff, shaking people's hands. Yeah. I see in the streets of Hollywood. Yeah. That shit is hard, man. Man, that's crazy. You know, that video is so crazy because it, it documents, like, the work, the work ethic and the grind. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's something I do all the time, and it's natural, like. That was just a day in the life of Wix, that, that music video, Don't Wanna Cry, produced by Obscure. That's pretty much what the video is. And um, I didn't really think my life was that interesting. But if you have like a talented director with skills and they know how to do the visuals and the editing, that was just my life and he made it look like a movie. But, you know, I, I've rapped on Hollywood Boulevard. That was, um, I think, my third time. and. I'm always grinding and hustling like nonstop, like a machine. And um, I'm happy that, that he documented that and he kind of showed that to the people because right, right. that's a lot of things. A lot of people try to deny the work or deny the work ethic. Like, right. They try to make it seem like, oh, you got lucky. Like this shit don't got nothing to do with luck. It's <laughs> all about work. You know right. what I mean? Are there, I don't know. I don't like when people say that like, oh, you're lucky. Like, what do you mean lucky? Right. I'm blessed. But I worked though. It didn't fall out the sky. Right, right. And he, he documented that, so. Yeah. Next time someone says I'm lucky, I'm gonna just be like, watch this video. Right, right. And I'll do that for years. Right. And then you'll get lucky. But you know <laughs> what, man? But that but people like me, when they see that grind, when they see that hustle, we appreciate artists like you. Mm -hmm. So don't ever think that you're not appreciated. You know, mm -hmm. don't ever think I haven't made a dent in this game. Look, we're four hours away. And I heard about you, and I reached out to you. Yep. So don't ever think that you're not appreciated, man. And That's I always, love, you man. know, you know, I always like to uh, uh, give you people their flowers. You know what I'm saying? I think you're dope. I, I, I'll go ahead and say I think you're dope as fuck. Thank you. You man. know, and uh, I mean, we have a lot more to talk about. But I want to ask you because you said you wrapped on Hollywood Boulevard in that video. 
Uh, do you come out here often? Yeah, I come out here a lot, man. Shout out to Sila Hip Hop. Mm -hmm. They they book me on a lot of things. Um, shout out to my boy Beardo, Black Book, Rhyme Book. He books me on a lot of stuff. Spit Savage, he's the one that originally brought me out here. I think it was uh, San Pedro. Oh, the wow. first time I did a show in Southern Cali. And, um, That's like 10 minutes away from me right here. The oh, next city over. Right yeah. There? yeah. Hey, he has a good ear because the lineup that night, he, he's been rapping for a while. He's like an OG in the rap game, I guess. Yeah. The lineup beginning to end was just full of beasts, just monsters. And I was super young. I was probably like maybe 19, maybe 20. Wow. I don't know. I was young. I I could have 22, the oldest. I was super young. And um, everybody was just so dope. And I was like, damn. I was like, am I not going to? I'm I'm, I like, uh, what do they call like a big fish? Am I a small fish in a big pond? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, am I going to just get buried alive out here? And I, I killed it. And I got a lot of love. And it's always love when I'm out here, man. For real, man. I love the scene. I love the hip-hop shit out here, man. It's, it's beautiful. Hell yeah. You know, now let me ask you this. Cause, uh, uh, you were born and raised in Fresno? Born and raised in Fresno my whole life, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, um, for those that possibly live in Fresno or live around that area, and maybe they might have gone to your schools, what elementary, uh, middle school, and high school did you attend out there? Uh, I went to Yosemite Middle School. I went to a bunch of elementaries because I used to get kicked out a lot. <laughs> when I was a little, little kid, I used to I used to uh, be fucking up a lot more. When you but were I, a, a, a silver-tooth baby, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. that's what the, the album was crazy. Like, my life could have went a complete different way around that time. I, I brought myself back to that mind state. Right. And then um, I kind of asked myself, like, what if I would have stayed that way? What right. if I would have never outgrew that? And that's kind of what the album is about. It's about letting people know you should outgrow it and there is different paths and different directions to take. Right, right. You don't got to get stuck in, in um, a negative mindset, you know? Okay. But yeah, man, Yosemite Middle School, McLean High. Okay. But yeah, that's me, man. You play any sports growing up? Nah, I didn't, but they wanted me to play football, man. Why like, didn't you, man? I should have. Now that I rewind, like if I could go back in time, I would have did it. But, like, the coach even was, like, um, he's, like, just go for, like, he's, like, just go for, like, two or three months. Practice for three months, I'll give you $100. Damn, the coach? Yeah, he told me like that. He wanted me to be, like, a linebacker or something, and I was, like, hell no, man. As soon as I'm done with school, I'm going home. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I was like, but I should have did it, though. If I could rewind, I probably would have did it. What about um, any instruments? you play any instruments growing up? No man, I do appreciate musicians though, man. Yeah. I like I like I like people that um can play the keys. And and the G funk or the funk era I like when they do like the slap bass. Yeah. I I appreciate um musicians on a on a on a really, really high level, but I never had that musical talent. Okay. No. What uh, uh what's one of your favorite musical documentaries? Right now mine has to be the Quincy Jones one. One right now is actually called um, Searching for Sugar Man. Where's that on in case they want it's to watch it? It's on Netflix right now. Searching for Sugar Man. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's um, I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's dope. But, but it's music orientated. Yeah, it's about um, he was like a he was like a rock singer, and um, he was a Mexican dude, and he got a lot of comparisons to like 
Bob Dylan, and they said that he was like one of the best lyricists, and he had the industry and the machine and everything behind him. And um, they're expecting him to be bigger than the Beatles. They're expecting him to be like the biggest thing in music ever, like genius level. And his album dropped, and it sold like less than 100 units in all of America. And um, nobody knew who he was. He's like this mystery genius or this undiscovered like genius. And he blew up actually in another country. And um, But they had all kinds of like, he didn't show his face. Or there wasn't a lot of information about him. So people would talk about him like an urban legend or like, like, a, like a myth. Like they, they had like uh, four or five suicide stories they're wow. like, oh, he lit himself on fire on stage. Or, oh, he did a show and he shot himself. And he's just like this mysterious artist. And um, the people doing the documentary, they were on a mission to find him. And, and, they, and they found him. It's crazy. I'm going to have to check that out. Damn. <laughs> it's you, tight. You, damn, you got me. You got me curious now. I seen one a long time ago. I don't remember the name of it. If you guys know the name of it, put it on the live chat. It's about, uh, it's not a true story though, but I just thought it was a, a weird story because I do believe that some things like this can happen. There was a guy that was in a rock band. He wasn't doing shit, but he ended up meeting the devil. He ended up making oh. a deal with the devil and he ended up doing really, really good. That's the, called the crossroads, I think. No, no, th that's the one with, you're talking about the one with the karate kid in it. Uh, uh, the crossroads, he, the karate kid meets a, a black gentleman from a, a home breaks them out. They go to a crossroads in Mississippi, and it makes a deal with the devil. Yeah, that's what no, I'm thinking about. No, yeah. that one came out of the '80s. That's a good movie. Yeah, this one I forgot where I saw it, but it's all a bunch of white kids that sold their souls to the devil, and at the very end, he wants pretty much wants out. But it was filmed all over Hollywood, like Hollywood Boulevard and everything, at the whiskey and everything. It's pretty oh, dope. That's crazy. Yeah. What's it called again? No, I didn't remember. Oh man, yeah, I, I need I'll, to watch that. I'll look it up during the break, and then I'll let you know. But uh, it's a rock movie. It's pretty good, man. But uh, let, now let me ask you, since we're on the subject, do you believe that that's possible that somebody can actually sell their soul to the devil? Man, I don't know, and I wouldn't want to know, but, um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. You know, there's a lot of positive in the world, but there's a lot of evil in the world, too, yeah. you know? Yeah, And um, I wouldn't doubt it. I think maybe if, you, if you're about to break into a certain level or you get a certain level of success, maybe, maybe... Um, the devil will appear or something, but Some I, shit like that. I don't know though. To yeah. be honest, I really don't know. No, I don't really care to meet his ass anyway. Well, I don't so. want to meet him though. So. <laughs> nah, my soul, my soul, my soul is uh, not on the market. Oh, oh, oh good, you're off <laughs> yeah, the market. I'm off the market as far as my soul. That'll work. Book me for a show though. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Anyways, they got to pay you right though. But um, now, now let me ask you this. Um, you said you like a lot of that boom bap shit. Name me some of your, at least five, and they don't have to be in order. Like this is my number one. Just give me five East Coast your all-time favorite groups or rapper. Ghostface Killer is um, my favorite Wu Tang member, and his, his voice and his slang and his style, his swagger. He has it all. He pretty much, if they're the list, he checks everything off. I think he's one of the best ever. Wow. Um, Sean Price, he's an underground cat. Rest in peace, Sean Price. He's really crazy. I like him because, like, he raps, but he raps with space. Like, he'll let it breathe. He's not, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, cramming words together. Like, he'll say a few words, and he'll actually pause for, like, two or three seconds 
sometimes the bar is a half a bar and then he'll jump in on the next bar and i like how he does that i always thought that was interesting um, i don't think i've uh, wow that's pretty interesting can, can you give me an example of what you mean maybe just yeah. quote one of his lyrics he's like um liquor store let me get a fifth pause we store let me get a split pause mad as hell plus i'm frustrated last album came out y'all motherfuckers hated but he just does these little pauses like he That's throws nice. he throws in a bunch of pauses very subtly very effortlessly and um a lot of people they uh, that that I definitely utilize that. You can hear that influence in my music. Dope. The way he does that, uh, he's really good, man. Uh, Big Al. Big Al. I study him for his voice, cause of the youth. You know, all the cool rappers they got like deep voices. You know. Yeah. But I'm like, I got a high voice. How do you make a high voice sound cool? Right. And Big Al, he his voice was like sharp because like it's like a sword cut in the wind. And I was right. like, oh, that's tight. So I studied him vocally, but he got a lot of punchlines and he's dope too. Yeah. And Big Pun, man. Big Pun is one of the all-time greats, man. Straight up. Awesome. Uh, Big Pun doesn't get enough credit as he deserves. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So that was four, if I'm correct. Oh, that was four? Okay. Yeah, give me one more. I like Nas. Okay. And I, I like Nas because his level of intelligence and creativeness is crazy like he has a song called rewind where he tells a story from the end to the beginning like who would think of that that's crazy he has another song called i gave you power where he's rapping but in the perspective of a gun like if a gun could speak or a gun could talk or had a consciousness that's crazy uh one love that's another song it's like um, he wrote a letter to his homie in prison. So the whole song is like a prison letter. Like, I don't know. He's like on some different level, man. He's like a genius, man. That's dope. That's dope. Okay, you gave me five East Coast. Give me your five West Coast. On the West Coast, I like Too Short. Shout out to Too Short, too, actually. Like, I was watching his interviews and stuff. Uh-huh. And he said that he didn't study other rappers how most rappers do he actually studied pimps and slick talkers and i thought that was interesting and, and me being a student of the game i was like all right let me do what too short did and you know all those slick talkers and pimps they talk with a rhythm they talk with flavor they talk with a style it's almost when they're rap when they're when they're macking it's almost like they're rapping right it's like they're rapping at a female trying to like convince them to do whatever or right. be down with them or choose up and i was like damn that's crazy so i like too short a lot i like um man let me see let me see planet asia that's the face of my city shout out to planet asia i think he's one of the best lyricists west coast lyricists okay sugar free i like sugar free because he's on that flight pimp shit too Mac Dre, Fresno. Fresno loves Mac Dre, man. Shout out to Mac Dre, too. A lot of people, they come through the city and, like, they get a lot of love. Yeah. And um, they kind of just get the money and they kind of run. But Mac Dre would actually embrace the city, hang out with the OGs. Like, yeah. The love that we gave him, he gave back. You know what I mean? So shout out to Mac Dre. Mac Dre is one of the best. 
And Brother Lin Chung. I, I was almost going to forget that. Brother Lin Chung, like when I first rapped, Brother Lin Chung and Necro were like two of my favorites. And I was into that, that crazy violent, like horrorcore rap, you know, horror movie stuff on record. You used to rap like that? When I was a little kid, yeah. You know, it was like everything that I liked, it was like whoever is the most violent, I liked the most. Like video games, I'll get the most violent character. Uh, movies, I like the most violent character and everything. And um, I like Brother Lynch a lot. And I got older and more mature. And like some of that stuff is so violent and so detailed and so gory that it's either like cringeworthy to me now or it's like, oh, that's too much. Like, I don't want that that visual on my head. Right, right. But Mac, not, um, not Mac Dre, I'm tripping. Brother Lynch, I could still listen to Brother Lynch and not cringe once. Like, he made that shit cool, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, I like Necro a lot of some of his records. I'm like, oh, I can't listen to this one no more. Like, I had to go revisit the catalog, and I was like, oh, I had to make a pile. Like, these ones are tolerable, these ones aren't. But mm. Brother Lynch, man, straight up, Season of the Sickness, 24 Deep, classics right there. That's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. Now, this is going to be a goofy question, but I have to ask you. Okay, because I know you like East Coast. I know you like uh, West Coast. And by the type of artist, that's why I say it's goofy. Do you listen to it all, or are you familiar at all with Chicano rap? To be honest, I don't know much about it at all. Okay, no. okay. Now, in Fresno, is Chicano rap big or very well known? In Fresno, not really. Um, I was watching the interviews on here, and they got a stigma, like, they put on like they call it like gang banging music. Okay, yeah. And for the average person that hasn't dug into it or doesn't know about it, they would assume that it's gang banging music. And I think in my area they all assume that it's gang banging music and it's associated to like southern or northern. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we were. Re I don't even. I don't think I, we were really like allowed to like play that stuff out loud. Okay. In my area, because it'd be like, what are you doing, you know? Right, right, right. So I never really got to get into it okay. for that for that kind of, like, politics and stuff, you know? Okay. Now, let me ask you this uh, before we go to break. Are you a fan, and do you like Biggie? I love Biggie. Biggie, uh, Biggie's like a real uh, life fat superhero, man. <laughs> He's like the fat guy. He's like the coolest fat dude ever. Like, he had Faith Evans. I get, I get a lot of my influence from him. I like his wordplay, you know? Okay. Love Biggie. Uh, uh, what about Pac? Are you a fan of Pac? I like Pac too. My oldest sister, the one that was, um, uh -huh. it's crazy too. My oldest sister, the one I told you that was into gangster rap, she had like Tupac posters. She was a super Tupac fan, but she had this really dope like stereo system in her room. And every day after school, before I even knew who Biggie was, I listened to hit him up. Like every day of the week, that was like one of, that's like the best diss track one of the best diss tracks of all time, easily. Yeah. But I used to listen to that every day, man. Okay. Now, since you brought up diss tracks, okay, uh, name me three diss tracks that you can say are some of your favorites. Okay. Well, actually, it's crazy because the West Coast, we got them, man. Yeah. No Vaseline is crazy. Yes. Ice Cube, you don't, you don't want it about Ice Cube. No, you don't want to go all. there. Ice Cube's one of the best. I should have mentioned him on the on the West Coast, but I'll mention him now. Ice Cube, he might he might he he might be one of the illest. He's like one of the illest of all time, easily. Yeah. Snoop Dogg too. Damn, I was I was I was I was slipping. <laughs> but yeah, no Vaseline. 
You know the 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 diss track that has the most replay value of all time, in my opinion, is real motherfucking G's yeah. with Easy E and uh, yeah. BG Knockout. Cause people they don't listen to it like a diss track. No, they listen to it like a party song. You can throw that on a like a barbecue or like a get together, and yes. everyone's. It doesn't even feel like a diss track. It feels like a regular, like normal, like gangster right. rap record. You know what's another one like that? And I'll give. I'll let you name your third one. Dre Day. Dre Day. It's another diss track. You know, listen to it. You know, Dre Day's a diss track. A lot of people just. But they just play it just regular. Right. They play it like this is just some cruisy shit. But he's dissing people. Uh, um, but that is one like that. That's crazy. Yeah. So now, um, give me your last one. Man, my last one. Damn, there's so many diss tracks. I don't know why I'm drawing blanks, but I think. What about that Nas one? Yeah, that Nas at Ether was crazy. Ether was crazy. Okay, but my number one has to be No Vaseline. That that I that's how what I mentioned right away. That's the first thing. If people say diss track, I don't care how blank my mind is. That's the first thing that comes in my that's head. Right. No Vaseline. That's right. My boy, I've been knowing him since he's been 16 years old. Sir Jinx, <laughs> oh, he produced that, and uh, Sir Jinx. Um, uh, I interviewed him here, so he's the producer, in my opinion, of the greatest diss track ever. So easily, yes. So w with that being said, MC Wiz, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. We're gonna come right back in ten minutes, and uh, we're gonna pick up right where we left off. Awesome, okay? awesome. Thank you. So uh, everybody, make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that MC Wiz, all the way from Fresno's in the motherfucking building. We'll be back in ten minutes. Don't fuck around. And welcome back, everybody, to Creature Feature. Excuse me, Donald. You know what? That's my next podcast. But uh, uh, once again, episode 163 with none other than MC Wicks from Fresno. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good, man. So I, I see you got good. a couple of models out there. Just that, That's probably just a little appetizer for you, huh? Oh, yeah. This is light work. It's light work. <laughs> I, I, I was going to bring uh, some Mickey's, but I was like, you know what? Let me not get too drunk on here. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, you know what? Uh, I wanted to ask you, man. How's the groupie thing? Do you have a lot of groupies? To be honest, you know, I probably only had like one genuine groupie ever. Really? But the rest of them, you know, rapping, if you rap really good, it will like break the ice. And they're, they're like, oh, you rap tight, and it gives you, like, an opportunity to Mac. So, like, this probably, like, the music, and uh, I'm not hella known, but I'm kind of known in my area. That never really did anything. I still had to have game, you know what I mean? Right. So I, I still got to get him with charm. It's not, I'm trying to get it on that level, though, where I could just rap and be like, what's up? What's up? <laughs> you know, Working it, on it. I, I have somebody that wanted me to tell you hi. And she, she became a big fan of yours. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, my friend, her name's uh, Magic Girl from IG. Uh, she wanted me to tell you hello. She's oh. a, she's a fan of yours. She's a new fan. That's love. Yeah. I'm about to follow her, Magic Girl. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you might be following her already or whatever. She just wanted me to say, hey, t tell him I said what's up. Tell him I dig his music and I'm digging the crown and everything. So That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Shout out to Magic Girl for yeah, real. Most definitely. You know what? I want to talk about something because on your post, everybody, if you're not following MC Wicks, you're slipping. Okay? Seriously. He has a picture in front of Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roscoe's is dope, man. How, how was that? You, you enjoy it? That's cool. I had it before. You know what I like out here a lot, What's actually? That? It's a soul food spot called Flavor Table. Uh-huh. And they have a jambalaya omelet. Oh, shit. i never seen that before. And that, that's crazy. Mind-blowing, man. Is, is that the one? That's not the one, because I'm looking at your Instagram, the one with the mashed potatoes and the shrimp and the waffle. 
That's actually back home. That's um, the best. Probably my favorite restaurant back home is called Chef Paws. That's it. Yeah, yeah they do um, soul food. They're chicken. And their oxtails are next level. Um, oxtails, you like oxtails? I never had them before, but I watched like a little food show, and they 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 went over that chef Paul's, and they said that was their signature dish. Everywhere I go, I get the signature because that's the signature is pretty much what made them even start the business or open up the business or what keeps the business afloat. Like it's a signature for a reason, you know? Right. So right. like I never ate oxtail. And it might be weird or it's way different, but let me try it out. So when I first went there, I ordered a lot of food. Like I had like chicken and waffles and oxtails. Like I ordered for like two. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like these oxtail things. And they were they were crazy, man. Yeah. Fucking awesome, man. Well you you'll recommend it? Yeah, I'll recommend it. From from that spot, um, I don't think I have even had them anywhere else. I don't think I've tried oxtails anywhere else. Wow. But at Chef Paul's is good. That's a lot of tail. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about? Uh, I see this one uh, at the Moo Creamery. It's a. It looks like a hamburger with uh, mac and cheese in it. Yeah. Shout out to the Moo Creamery. Shout out. That's an off the menu item too. The waiter, he's hella cool with me. He's like, Oh no shit. I'm gonna hook you up with that off the menu. I'm like, All right, cool, cool. Okay. Let me but, do a couple more real quick. Uh, Mega Texas. Mega it, Texas, man. That's actually like. It's in my top three places to eat back home, too. Mega Texas is um, the best barbecue in Fresno, hands down, easily, man. No shit. It's crazy. They actually sell out of a gas station. And you think you're going to go to a gas station, you're going to get some, like, some like food under a lamp. But, no, nah, they, 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 they make that. They smoke it outside in the front. It's fire. Shout out to Mega Texas, man. I'll tell you what. When I go out there... I'm going to call you up. I'm going to give you the food tour. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's I, do that. I actually, if, 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 uh, well, maybe when they make the bullet train or maybe like if the city grows to a certain point, I would actually want to do something like that, like do Fresno tours and I'd have people check out the local food. I'll show them the local like murals, like graffiti to artsy stuff and, 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 and the local beer. Like I'll just give them a, a Fresno tour. I want to, I want to try to, um, if my city ever gets big enough, I'd like to. I'd like to do something like that. Get okay. people Fresno tours. Okay, let me do two more, and then we'll be done. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, this, you got a lot, people. You just got to follow him because he's got a lot of pictures of food. I just don't know which one to actually stop at. But there's one at the at the Memphis Grill. Oh damn! You got the the beans. You got the. That one was all right, honestly. Yeah, then you shouldn't have put the picture, man. You shouldn't. Have, you need to I know I did. I shouldn't have put the. It, it wasn't hella bad, but it was. It wasn't like. It was okay. Okay. All yeah. Right. What about original Tommy's? Did you like? Tommy's was cool. Tommy's yeah? was cool. Yeah. Okay. One more. One last one, and then uh, let me see. All right. Uh, okay. Just follow him, and it, you, you'll be able to see. Oh shit! Uh, slow hand barbecue. Slow hand barbecue. This one right here. Like. Oh, yeah. That was out there, Martinez. That was fire. Yeah. That was fire out there, Martinez. And, and one thing I noticed that you drink a lot of Mickey's. Yeah, man. Why, why Mickey's? Mickey's, I mean, well, like, I want to get faded, and I want to get faded on the low, for the low, you know? But, um, so my liquor's where it's at for that. <laughs> but like OE is like and I and I used to drink OE heavy but 
always a little harsh on the taste. Right, right. Uh, two eleven harsh. King Cobra, I won't even do that. I'm not touching that. That was my shit back in the day. For real, King yeah. Cobra. King Cobra will get you faded. Yeah. King Cobra will change for, your for life. For like a dollar forty nine, I used to pay that <laughs> But I feel like out of all the mall liquors, I think Mickey's has like the best taste. Mickey's and uh and um country country club. Okay. There's one actually called Country Club. It's not everywhere. That's that's fire too. But yeah, Mickey's is like it's not overly strong, but it's not it's not too weak either, and it tastes cool. Okay. So I think it has a fine balance. Well, what about mixed drinks? Are you a mixed tr mixed drink type of guy? I don't know too much. I just get AMS all the time when I do that. <laughs> you know, I don't know too much about the mixed drinks. Okay. Okay. So well, I know you have a couple of more beers, and then uh, next the next round we'll take a couple of tequila shots together. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, that'll work. Now let's talk a little bit about your music. Who would you say, I know you touched on it just a little bit for the people that are barely tuning in, just to give a quick recap, who would you say inspired or motivated you to try this thing that we call rap, one of the elements of hip hop? Man, you know, I don't know, like, well, my, my whole family, they're kind of, they're all artistic in their own way, you know? Yeah. Like one of my sisters, she like writes poetry, the other one could paint good. One of my brothers was in, into like graffiti for a while. So I was always brought up around a bunch of art. And I was like, I want to find my art form because everyone had their art form. And I try to like draw. I wasn't too good at it. I tried to do graffiti. I wasn't too good at it. And um, one day I just started freestyling with the homies and I killed it. And I was like, really? oh, this is it. This is the form. Now, now, prior to that, did you ever practice at home or was that pretty much your first time being vocal in public? I never really practiced at home. I might have did it like maybe two or three times because like my, my brother, his older friends would come by and freestyle right. and I'll jump in the cypher with them like as a little little kid. Right. But I was like six or seven. I was like real young. I wasn't even 10 when I was doing that. But I never practiced it really too much and then I I did it at school and I, and I, I guess I killed it. And right. then I was like, oh, this is dope. This is like the art form, the adrenaline, the rush. Everything that I was looking for is, is right here in rap. That's awesome. So I took, it, I took it serious immediately. And um, I guess in a sense, in a weird way, subconsciously, like just my upbringing, you know, my family, the people around me, they all had something. So yeah. I was trying to find, find my outlet. Yeah. So I guess my family inspired me to rap. But also, you know, Biggie. Um, Necro, Brother Lynch, you know what I mean? For sure, Big Pun, Ghostface, those are the, those are the, the main ones that come to, at the top of the head. You okay. Know? You know, now let me ask you this, and this is a question that I never really asked anybody. Uh, we, I've kind of talked to Be Real about it when I interviewed him here, the last time he was here, and I know he said he'll be coming back to promote his al new album. Uh, I believe he said that uh, Scott Storch is producing his new album, so it'll, oh, be, it'll be different, you know? It's going to be fire. Yeah. Uh, if you were not rapping right now, like if you were not doing this, what could you see MC Wicks doing right now? I'll just be just like everyone else, just regular nine to five in it, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't know. I, I would probably have a family maybe, um, but I'll just be everyone that's the majority of people. They're just stuck in that zombie, right. that zombie mode, wake up do your job, get your money. And it's like, I guess for the average person, maybe family, 
when they have children or whatever, that's their right, purpose. Right. But there's a lot of people that that are living like almost without no purpose, you know? Right, right. And I feel like I, I would be like, I'll be in that category. I feel like um, with music, music is my purpose. It's, it's my destiny. It's what I'm here to do. And um, I think through music, I'm here to inspire. I'm here to inspire the hope. I, I want to give hope to the hopeless, you know? Yeah. And I think really that's my purpose. I was I always knew I was supposed to rap and I was supposed to do music, but I was like, why? And I think I'm supposed to make it out of my situation, make it out of my... Make it out the mud, make it out the soil, make it out the turf, whatever. Yeah. And I, I think I'm supposed to do that and lead by example for the next generation to feel like they could do it as well. Because a lot of people in my area, they don't, a lot of people don't succeed. A lot of people don't make it, you know? Right. And um, especially from my city, there's not an industry. There's not a lot of opportunities, you know? It's either you're going to be working or you're going to be involved in some street stuff, you know? Right, right. So I don't know. I think I'm supposed to give um, hope to my hometown, but I wanted to be universal, you know, hope to the world, you know. That's awesome, man. I like I like that. I, re I really like that, you know. And I hope people can can hear you and respect you on the, on different levels, man. Because you know you're just not in it for a quick buck. You do it because you love it and because you have a message and you you know you want to give hope. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a dope thing, you know. Uh, let's fast forward a little bit. When was the first time? that you can remember, you actually recorded yourself, stopped it, rewound, listened, and said, fuck, this is pretty good. Man, that's a crazy question right there. That's dope. I love, I love when people ask that too. Cause like, I didn't have a lot of money. So I didn't have like a studio. I had an older homie, he's like an older cat. He rapped crazy, next level. And he was just like, as a hobbyist. And he had all these like cassette tapes where he actually made, he made, um, he was rapping in a karaoke machine and pressing record on cassette tapes. Yeah. And it was fire. And I was like, damn, I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna buy a karaoke machine <laughs> and I'm gonna make some songs because I could afford that. That's something I could actually do. I could manage to do that. So I got a karaoke machine, but you know, he's an older cat, so I'm a younger cat. This karaoke machine, it actually had, it took an SD card instead of a tape, which is really dope because it would record it into MP3 format. And um, I'll get like an instrumental CD, I'll put it in the karaoke machine, I'll press play, then I'll hit record, and I'll have to spit the whole song beginning to end. No punch-ins, no dubs, all one take, like performing it live. I'd have to hold the mic right, I'd have to have breath control. I'd have to have my uh, memorization down. And I'm so thankful for that because that made me the MC I am today. That made me, there's a lot of rappers that go on stage, they like forget their lyrics. Or a lot of them, they go on stage, they don't know how to hold the mic right. Or even people that are way like skinny rappers, they be running out of breath, like dying. And I make it look effortless in a sense. But it's because I was my foundation right there. I had right. a, I was a true live MC, man. I had to be. Because I didn't really start off in the studio. Like, right. I started off in Cyphers. And even my first studio experience was really just like, it would be just like rap, rapping to the crowd, like live on the spot, you know, in a sense. But yeah, that's, that's how I did it. And I got those CDs. I got those songs. I put them on blank CDs and I sold them at school. 
And I'll save up my money, and um, I eventually bought a studio mic. And then I had a friend I was making beats. We went half on like a little home studio. But I was selling those karaoke CDs to save up to get to like a real studio or home studio. I'll sell those and I'll go shout out to my boy Snoop the One, Dope Productions. I'll, I would um, sell those CDs and I'll pay for real studio time. Wow. But I was using I was using the karaoke shit to like get me to the next level, you know. Yeah. So everybody everybody starts somewhere, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you never know who's gonna be who or what's gonna be what. So I always try to show everybody respect, even even if they're 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 not developed, or their skill isn't where it's supposed to be at yet. You don't know what, where they're gonna be in five years, you know. You're right. Everybody starts somewhere, but that's where it started with me, man. Now when you recorded yourself. I'm glad that, because I'm a very detailed person, I'm glad that you pointed out it. the karaoke machine actually helped you to be who you are today because you used your memory to remember your lyrics. Mm -hmm. You would have to go all the way through. There were no punch-ins. Mm -mm. You know, you, if there was a chorus, you had to say your chorus. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, all those little things that a lot of people don't, I, I guess, don't consider. Here's what they hear, karaoke machine. He's a karaoke MC. Yeah. But... You don't. They don't understand the practice that you got from that, uh, on, and that helped develop your style or who you are today, especially with your memorization. Because there's a lot I've seen, and I brought this up not too long ago. I saw a guy up on stage that had his phone, and he was rapping. He was looking uh. at. I was like, "What in the hell is he doing?" He rapped three songs off of his phone. That was his whole set. That was his whole set. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean. He, he might as well should have just rapped to himself in the mirror. He probably had the vocals on too. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> he was probably rubbing over the vocals too. That's crazy. Uh, okay, now let me ask you this. You're selling karaoke CDs. Yeah. What was the response you were getting? Did you, did you ever think like, fuck, man, maybe I suck. Let me just try to sell it anyways. To be honest, I was good at freestyling when I was young. And the songs I wrote, they weren't really that good at all. But I was selling those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> But I know they weren't good. Like, if anyone has those CDs, I'm like, burn them, break them. <laughs> yeah. Like, my first probably, like, 100 songs were not that good at all. But I always wrote. I always wrote constantly, constantly. I never really took a break. I always kept the pen moving, you know? Right. So it, it might have took, like, 200 songs to get decent, but 200 songs came eventually. Right. And then it might have took 500 songs to get dope or whatever it may be. Right. But it all comes in time, you know? Right. But yeah, they, were, they weren't that good for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I know you like a lot of East Coast rap, you know, as, as well as West Coast. But uh, you ever been to New York? No, I've been to uh, Philly one time. Uh-huh. Shout out uh, my boy Robert Hart. I was, uh, when I was super young, I was with a, with a group for a little bit called King's Records. And um, we did a show out in Philly. That was the first time I had a uh, Philly cheesesteak. How'd you like it? It was awesome, and it kind of ruined it for me because I had it like in the bird place, and then I'd be in Cali and I'd see Philly cheesesteaks, and I'll kind of want one. I'm like, nah, I had it in Philly. Right. And one day I was like, let me get one, and it was not, it was not the business. Yeah. But I, I found, I, I found, a, I found a good one. I forgot what they called it in San Fran. I found a good one in Cali. Oh yeah. What's it called? Damn. I'll get back to I'll, okay. I'll try to I'll try to remember. Right. Remember, uh, the, are you familiar with that food guy Anthony Bourdain? 
Anthony Bourdain is he a chef? I yeah, he like passed away already. Uh, yeah. uh, rest in peace. He, he, he used to go to different restaurants and used to make shows of like what was the best tacos, the best steaks. Yeah, whatever. that's what I want to do. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he said that the best Philly cheesesteak that he ever had was not in Philly; it was in New Jersey. In New Jersey? Yeah, that's what he oh, said. Oh damn! Yeah, which was crazy. You never know. Put it this yeah. way: I, I was such a Anthony Bourdain fan that I went to a restaurant when I was in Jersey because I wanted to taste what he had and it was like a, a pasta with all kinds of like seafood shit in it. Yeah. And I sat at the table where he sat when he did that show. They actually oh, had he sat picture. at the same table? Same That's table. Awesome. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. But but you know what? You know what I want to encourage you to do, man, before we start getting into your records because I believe you have about 13 albums, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. I want to encourage you to start your own podcast something. I don't care if you talk about food, if you yeah. talk about beer, uh, whatever. Sport the crown. Hell yeah. The groupies will come. <laughs> Spit freestyles. Oh, time. Hell yeah. And let me tell you something. It'll work. You have the personality, man. Thank you, man. You know, people like you. Okay? And whatever you need from me and here and my team will help you. Okay? But I really do believe that you need different outlets. Not just rap is one of them. Food tasting. Mm -hmm. Podcasting. What tours. Like you were talking it, about. Make it like multiple revenue streams. Huh? Yes. It, it's got to be. It's got to be. I should, I, I should probably do that. You need to come up with the Wix barbecue. The Wix barbecue. <laughs> Shit, I want to make Wiki burgers. There you go. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your name. Why MC Wix? Explain to the people. Like I said um, earlier uh, in the podcast, uh, I was into like hardcore, crazy, violence music when I first rapped. I like that shit though. And um, I wanted to be like, wicked i guess or like crazy or whatever but that's all like too cliche you know right crazy twisted local whatever like there's a hundred of those and i was like what if i'm wicks that'd be like wicked but it's just like saying it a different way right and i was like all right i'll, I'll go with that and i put mc in my name so i'd have to live up to my name because right if my name was gangster wicks Motherfuckers, when they see me, they'll be like, are you gangster? Are you really about that? They're going to call you. Is that what it is? Yeah, they're going to call you on it. And um, so I was like, let me put MC in my name that way. So I always make sure my shit is dope. I always hold myself to a certain standard. You know what I mean? And um, I have to live up to it. Every time I'm on stage, I have to be an MC. Every time I'm recording, I got to be an MC. I gotta move the crowd. I gotta be a microphone controller. I gotta be a master ceremony at all times. Yeah. Because if you don't live up to the name, the name is worthless, you know? Yeah, you could have been Hustler Wicks. Yeah. Kid Wicks. <laughs> I could have been it. Yeah, I could have put anything in front of Wicks. Chef Wicks. But I wanted to be MC, so I had to put that in front of it. And I know it's crazy because I'm young, and that's more of like an 80s, early 90s. Um, it is term but i love that you know it's dope and I, and I stuck with it like there is no there's not a lot of new people with mc in their name but i'm like nah fuck that we can't forget about that part you can't of the game and, and that part of the culture like if mc isn't on the forefront then there's something wrong you know right. what i mean so i had to put that in my name okay now now here's another question because on your post i see uh, a couple of murals that you post of yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, um, is that a real mural or did you have that just painted for that day or? That's a real mural, man. Shout out to, um, I actually got two in my city, man. Two murals of yourself. Yeah, there's one, um, my boy TA, Truly Artistic, he did the first one. And I'm, uh, I'm painted on a wall with Fashion, 
um, Planet Asia and myself. And uh, he did the first one. That was dope, man. And uh, my boy, shout out to Par from GTL. He did that last one that you see everywhere with the crown. Right. And that that it's on a historical building in Fresno called Valley Novelty. And uh, pictures don't do it justice. Like in real life, that it's big. It's almost as big as the building. It's it's huge. So your city showing you love. Yeah, they show me love, man. Shout out to GTL, like. I've been knowing those dudes through the hip hop scene probably for like seven years, maybe eight, maybe more. I don't know, for a while. And they always show me major love from the beginning, always been supportive. And, um, you know, they blessed, they blessed me and they put, they put my face on the wall. They, that Valley Novelty, that's, that's their wall. They own that wall pretty much. If you want to paint on that wall, you, they, they got to give the okay or you got to be in the crew or whatever. So that's pretty much GTA's like GTA GTL. <laughs> that's pretty much GTL's graffiti wall, and they gave me the love. They they threw me up on there, you know, and um, that's beautiful. And it's crazy because what that did is it made the rest of California take me way more serious. Like people like from the Bay or LA, they're like, "Damn, they painted you on a wall in your city, like." Damn, you gotta be official. They're rocking with you. Like, I don't know why, but it just made people take me way more serious. And that that mural changed my life. It opened a lot of doors. It, it, it um it got me a lot of places and people are seeing it from all over the world through the internet. And you know, I want hopefully it could be up there. I, I hope it's up there for a minute. Right. And no one's disrespected it, no one's defaced it, like, and it's in the hood, you know? Yeah. And it's still like the city actually show respect. They haven't, they haven't messed with it. You know, they left it alone. Like it's respect. That's dope, man. But uh, yeah, man, shout out to Par, man, for real. Well, if I remember out there, so anytime soon, I'm gonna go out to take a picture and post that motherfucker up. Show you love too. Thank you, man. Yeah. I I actually manifested that, man. Like, I'll talk about it in in my music. There's, before it happened, you if you listen closely, there's a few songs where I talk about having my face painted on a city wall, you know? And that, that's proof in the pudding manifestation is real. I manifested a few things, maybe three or four big ones, you know? I manifested um, being on stage with KRS. I manifested the mural. I manifested the song with Planet Asia and Fashion. Um, there's a couple more, man. There's the, I, I, I've done it a few times and um, I want it, it's powerful, and I want other people to utilize the power, you know? Yeah. Speak your dreams into existence, envision it, work towards it, and constantly remind yourself, keep your eye on the vision, keep your eye on the goal, right. and, and always target into existence, and it's gonna come around. Yeah. My next my next manifestation is um, touring overseas. So if it happens, then you know I'm not crazy. And I'll say it right here, right now. Right. That's the next one, touring overseas. Touring overseas. So you actually met KRS? Yeah, actually, the first hip-hop show I ever attended was um, KRS-One in Planet Asia at Fresno State. And um, I was young, I was like 16. That was the first show ever. And um, at the end of the show, he like, he does ciphers. Uh, a lot of times, like, oh, every if you want to rap, come up here and rap, you know? And I was I was there, and I was like, hell yeah, we get to rap. All right, cool. And um, I was trying to get into Cypher. I was like the little kid. And they were kind of like playing keep away with the mic. 
Oh. All these older cats, I'm like, what the fuck? And I don't know. I wish I knew who he was, but some um, there's a white guy, and he was pretty dope. He goes, I see you, little homie. I know you want to rap. He goes, when they pass it to me, I'm a rap. Then I'm gonna give you the mic. And he did, and I bodied it. I killed it. I had every. I made everyone go crazy, and they're like, who the hell is this fucking little ass kid like doing this shit? And um, so after after the show. He had the Gossipola Hip Hop, that was a book he had out around that time. He passed them out to a bunch of people in the crowd and um, he towards with his wife. His wife asked if I got a book and I told her no. And she was like, oh, I'm gonna get you one. So I just kind of just stood and waited where I was. And she's like, come with me. And she took me backstage and um, KRS just dropped game. You know, he told me about how he was homeless and how he made it with rap, his kind of story, like his upbringing, you know? And he told me the last time he had someone back there that, that was that age was uh, Queen Latifah. And um, one thing he did say, this is the first manifestation ever. He told me, he goes, one day I'm gonna be on stage and I'm gonna pass you the mic. And I I, I always remember that sentence. I'm like, that's crazy. And then I'll, in my head, I'll think, I wonder if that's ever, I started off thinking like, I wonder if that's ever gonna happen. And I'll be like, I'll be like, that'd be crazy if that happened. Then, then, then my mind said, I'm gonna make that happen. Yeah. But it was like, oh, that'd be crazy. It was crazy. I wonder. I was like, I'm gonna make that happen. I was like, I don't know what I gotta do. If I gotta get big enough to be on festivals or get on the radar, I'm gonna make that happen. And I would think about it every once in a while, and it happened like, um, probably like five years later. Really? In my hometown, he came back. And I, I snuck into the venue. I, I, um, it was twenty one. <laughs> I snuck in with a vendor. I snuck in, and um, he did the same thing. He just told the openers to go on this time, though. But I know everybody from the scene because I've been to every single. After that KRS show, I would never miss a hip hop show on Fresno. Like I was kind of known for like that guy's everywhere. That's what I was known for. So all the rappers knew me, and they're like, "Oh, you better go up there with us." And when I went up there, I was walking down the stairs and his wife talks with him and she's like, hey, hey, you. And I was like, you remember me? She's like, of course I do. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then I went on stage and KRS one was like, what's up, man? And I was like, you remember me? And he's like, yeah, I do, man. I was like, that's crazy. And um, he actually passed me the mic. They did a cypher. His hype man rap first, then KRS rap second, and then he gave me the mic. And then I did it all over again. And people, they still talk about that to this day. They talk about both of those shows. Wow. Like a big moment in like, I guess, hip-hop, Fresno hip-hop history. They talk about them to this day. That's dope. Well, yeah. let, let me tell you something, okay? If you were to ask me who's your favorite hip-hop boom-bap rappers, for me, the epitome of hip-hop rap, mm -hmm. for me, it's KRS-One and Rakim. Rakim, yeah. Okay. So that's what it is. Yeah, bro. So th those guys are my guys. So, uh, man, fuck, dude. And, and I've seen KRS one. I've seen him once in the 80s and then, of course, in the 90s and, you know, so on and so His forth. His life show is crazy. Him and Ice Cube probably got the best life show I've ever seen. Yes, yes. Easily. I, I'm, well, I'm thankful that I'm one of the guys that's still alive and can still talk about an NWA, <laughs> an NWA show. Oh, man. Those were insane, bro. Insane. I don't give a shit with him. If you've never been to an NWA show, you don't know what a show is. I used to be backstage. They used to run on stage, and I used to be back there just watching everybody. Fucking put it this way. 
as crazy as it is, because back then they took that gang banging element on stage. Mm -hmm. Okay, when they sing gangster, gangster, dope man, you know, fuck the police and all that shit. Mm -hmm. If you weren't gang banging, let me tell you, you were recruited that night. Dudes, dudes that never gang bang was thought, fuck yeah, I might as well just start gang banging. This shit's fuck. in. It, it was crazy, bro. It was crazy. But let me ask you this, and uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm gonna have to ask you. Uh, can you drop a 16 bar verse before we go to break? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything you want, and then we're going to go to break right after. On the scene, flyer than I ever been, feeding off the energy, give me all the adrenaline. On a higher level, these rappers can't even comprehend. Spitting all the garbage that everybody is copying. That's when I come in and slay them just like a champion. Beast with the battle, and yes, they will never rap again. Hard I yapping and bragging is coming to an end. Get to step in the greatest of in your presence. You will pee on little homie, treat me like a legend. Kick nothing but game, hope you learned a lesson. I'm a heavyweight homie, go find a new profession. Dedicate the rhyming, that's why you hear perfection Cast out my vision, I grind, so get to stepping Rappers is getting shredded, leaving them all beheaded Breaking all of their records, cause none of them have a message Moving the crowd, catching all the attention Hell yeah, MC Wicks, Fresno, stand up We'll be back in 10 minutes, call somebody, take somebody Slap the shit out of somebody, let them know That Fresno, MC Wicks is in the motherfucking building We'll be back and uh, welcome back, everybody, to Rodium Radio. And this is the podcast that slaps you called your fat ass with a fat ass dick. It's time to loosen up them hips and give up them lips. And I'm back here with MC Wicks. What's up, what's up? And man? you know what? I just dropped a verse. Oh, okay. He's styling. He was doing that pimp talk earlier. Yeah, see, that's actually about. pretty good, man. That's how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? Here's what I'm drinking for the first time live. Maybe uh, Estrella Jalisco will give me a, a sponsor. This is Tropical Chamoy Michelada. Oh, that's crazy. Tropical Chamoy Michelada. So uh, I'm going to oh, try it. Oh, it's flavored like that naturally? Yeah, naturally. So it kind of looks like you're drinking Clamato. That's crazy. Or V8. And uh, it's actually pretty damn good. That's dope. Yeah, it looks that's like dope. something they would take from a chubby vampire. But, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's good. I like it. And then I'm going to pour you some tequila shots. So from here on out, whatever we say, we're not responsible. All right, all right, all right. All right, right. cool. It's the tequila's fault. Yeah, it, it, pretty much, okay? So th th that's our, um, what do you call it, a disclaimer? Yeah. There you go, so, there you go. So if you guys don't like us after this, you know, oh well. So let me pour you a shot really quick. Ah, shit. Okay. And then um, I'll probably... I probably will want you to drop another verse after, and then we'll talk. Get into your album, Silver Tooth Babies. Dope, dope. Okay, but um, so let me, let's go ahead and take a shot. I'm gonna sip on mine, so you ain't gotta take it to the head if you don't want to. So let me just say, to a long and prosperous life. Oh yeah, we are. <sighs> That's good. <laughs> That's good right there. Okay, um, Silver Tooth Babies. I, I like this picture. I know you have it right there. And obviously, this is the picture of you. Yep. Okay, and you added the silver teeth. Why the title, before we get into the actual, um, you know, uh, titles of the songs, why the title Silver Tooth Babies? Silver Tooth Babies, pretty much like when you're, when you're coming up in the hood, you see two types of people. You see people getting street money. Yeah. Living good, living lavish. That's what it may look like to the youth. Mm -hmm. And then you see people working hard, nine to five in it. And, you know, they might not have no food in the fridge, but they got a spot. Or maybe they might have a spot, 
but the lights aren't always on. But they're doing the right thing, you know? Right. And that's really, that's the two things I've seen coming up with the youth. And um, a lot of times people choose what looks good, you know? And that's selling drugs or, or, or the gangbanging culture or whatever it right. may be, or, or pimping or whatever it is. And it's it's real easy to go down that path. And, you know, they got the negative stigma, like, silver tube babies are, like, bad kids or fucking they're going to be, like, gang leaders or they're going to be fuck-ups. <laughs> So this, I made this song for the babies, you know. I want them to know that if you're in the hood, you're going to see two kind of people. But that's just because you're living, you, you got a perspective of a four-block radius. Right. There's thousands of ways to get paid. You could, you could, you could, be, a, you could be a painter. You could be, you could be an author. You could be a director. You could make documentaries. You could do, there's a lot of ways to get paid. But when, when, when you're coming up in poverty, you feel like, there isn't a lot of options and you feel trapped. Right. And you feel like you got to make, you got to, you got to pick between these two choices that don't really seem like the best choices. And, um, they don't educate the youth really. Right. They don't, they don't tell them that they're, they, they, that's the last thing they're telling the kids that there's a lot of ways to get paid and you could even get paid off of your art form or your dream or whatever it may be. Right. And that's why I called it that pretty much. I wrote it for the babies. I guess silver tooth babies is like a cool way of saying hood babies. Okay. So the album is for the hood babies right there. You and, know? and this is an actual picture of you. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you like a Kmart or something? Or like that a was um, elementary. You know how they do the elementary photos? Oh, that shit is hard. Yeah. Um, I had that in my living room for a while, and I, I, I was like, Why not? You know what? <laughs> you know what? I gave. Oh, shout out to. I gotta bring it back. The guy, uh, Par One. GTL, he actually did the artwork on this. He he did that. He did that. He did that cover right there. Shout out to Par GTL. Those are like the biggest. They're like super graffiti legends. Like they're the gods of graffiti in my in my area. No shit. And it's crazy because we got like a lot of big rappers or like we got people that succeeded. Yeah. Nobody's utilized their art as far as album covers. Or you know, and I'm like, you know what? If no one's gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Right. And I'm putting their stuff on the forefront, but he did that album cover, man. That's Shout dope. out to him. Silvertooth Babies, if you guys want to get the CD, where can they go? Can they just DM you? They could DM me. I got a private link. Um, digitally, it's on all platforms. Okay. So you could just look it up anywhere if you're into the digital. But if you want a physical, DM me on um, Instagram and I could get it shipped to you. Hell yeah. I got vinyl for that as well, too, if you're oh, in vinyl. Yeah. What about a shirt? I, I want a shirt like this. I want to sport it live on Rodeo Radio. I was thinking, too. I was thinking a shirt, too, man. Well, whenever you do shows, you got to sell yet. merch. Okay, cool. I need, I need to get it. Get I like it. this. Okay. Uh, we're going to go over some of the songs. You got 10 songs on here. Okay. And uh, let's talk about the producer really quick. Could you talk about... You named the producer oh, yeah. right at the bottom. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Abscure, man. Abscure is one of the best. He's probably like... He's top two. I don't know who to pick between him and a guy named Sean Jay from my area. Uh-huh. But he's next level talented. And we got, this is our second full length album. The first one is King Grimy. Mm -hmm. And then we did this one, Silver Two Babies. And um, this is, I, I, I'm confident enough to say this is my most successful album right here. So shout out to Abscure. He gave me the right mu uh, music to bring the vision alive, man. Okay. The producers, you got to give the producers more credit, man. Yes. The song ain't nothing without the producers. So shout out to Abscure. Listen up, you rappers. 
okay, because it's true. You just gave your producer props. Yeah, much love. There's a lot of rappers that forget about the. They just say, "Oh, it's all me." Thanks. No, no. you know what? Yeah, your talent will only get you so far, but the producer brought your vision, your voice to life. Exactly. So, if you don't got the right foundation, you can't really build. You can't. And I, I feel like the music is a foundation behind the lyrics. You know what I mean? Yes. So he gave me a solid foundation for this album. Yeah. So uh, number one, Silvertooth Babies, that's track track one. You pretty much already touched on what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's okay. pretty much about um, kind of like all the thoughts and all the things that go into your mind before you decide to like go down the wrong path. You know, right. like what is the album like? Close to big, most of your fists don't even fit. Got you feeling sick, like fuck this. Like I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of hand-me-downs. I'm I'm tired of no food in the fridge. Fuck this. I'm a I'm 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 gonna grab a gun, hit a lick, I'ma get some money, flip a couple of bricks. I'm tired it's like you're tired of that. Right. So I'm gonna go do this. Okay. So it's all the the thoughts and crazy things that go on your mind before you you decide whether to go the wrong way or the right way. Okay. Yeah. Track number two, bars up. Bars up. Bars up. I'm just spazzing. I'm just talking shit. And um, this album's really deep. It's my most mature album. It got some positive overall message. But I didn't want to be too preachy. I didn't want it to sound too preachy. So I had to just talk a little bit of shit and talk a little bit of fly shit. And that's what I'm doing on there. I'm just, you know, lyrically boasting. I'm just flexing on there. Next but time, it got some attitude, a street attitude to right, it. Right, right. Yeah. Next time, do a song about the Rodent Radio live chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> the most toxic chat. Yeah, exactly. On the planet. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, number three, body everything, body everything it. No, I'm sorry, body everything featuring Planet Asia. Man, that song I told you. So the first show I went to was. Uh, it's crazy. I got a big thing with the uh, number 10. I'm always like 10,000 hours, 10 years of master your craft. I'm always on this. The number 10 always just pops up. So I met Planet Asia in 2011, February. And I've been wanting to make music with him. I, I never really like asked too much or like, I, I just would see him, he would give me props, give me game, give me knowledge. I always told him he was dope. Right. And we just knew each other through like seeing each other out uh, out and about on the scene. Fast forward 10 years later, exactly in February. I met him in February 10 years ago. 10 years, fast forward February, we dropped our first song together. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like the, the odds of it being 10 years like almost exact wow and um that was like mind-blowing to me and i've been rapping for 13 years and my 10th year i made the first album with that guy obscure okay king grimy and the reason i called it that was because i was rapping for 10 years and they kept saying like oh the up-and-comer or oh the underdog or the new guy on the scene and i'm <clears> like <throat> they were like you're good but they'll give you like the little homie it's like, you're cool, but you're the little homie. And I'm like, nah, fuck that shit. I was like quiet and I was humble and I was just waiting for them to 
to, for the people to give me my props. And they didn't want to give it to me. And I'm like, you know what? If you're not going to give me the crown, I got to take that shit. I got to snatch that shit. And I got to call myself royalty. I got to call myself a king. I got to call myself a leader. I got to... If, if no one's going to do it, I got to do it for myself. Right. And that whole album was a statement. But... It, that album changed my life a little bit and people started calling me like a local legend after that but i feel like i was like damn that was my 10th year and i thought it was going to be like bigger or more fast forward back to this private asia thing that was my first show in that book that uh, krs he signed the book and he signed the date and it said february and i when i put the album out and i put the video out i was like didn't i meet that fool 10 years ago and then I opened the book and I go what month was that show and they said February 8th and then I dropped that album and I dropped that video in February and I was cra I, and I consider that autograph that signature I consider that like a timesheet that's that's when I clocked in with rapping I was rapping at the house I was rapping in in the street I was practicing but when I came onto the hip-hop scene and, and I, I clocked in like this is it I'm working like it's real right it, it was 10 years exactly so it all makes sense why it happened 13 years things happened 13 years instead of 10 years because I clocked in I clocked in I clocked in in 2011 that's when I clocked in the hip-hop so next after this we'll go get a number 10 at Tommy's Burgers okay? uh, yeah there you go there you go <laughs> But yeah, that's some crazy stuff. I'm spiritual, man. I'm deep, man. Awesome, bro. Keep, keep it, keep it going. Number four, go gorilla. What's good? What's up? What's up with the gorilla? Go gorilla, man. Go gorilla. You just gotta be vicious. You gotta be a savage. You yeah. gotta have a stone face. Um, you know, you gotta have. You gotta. You gotta stand tall. In life or in this game. In life, in every everything, but in 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 coming up. In the hood or our, our poverty, yeah. you definitely gotta stand tall. Yeah. But that's universal. That that could apply to any any anything. Right. But yeah, that song pretty much is a bunch of small stories. Not necessarily my own stories. Uh-huh. But you know, I talk about, you know, kids overdosing. Hmm. I talk about drive by shootings. I talk about women going into prostitution. I talk about drug addiction. Every like, it's like every four, five bars is a little mini story throughout the thing, and it's just the stories of my community. You know. You want another shot, Big Dog? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. But yeah, it's just that that song is probably like it's just a bunch of stories, man. It's every, it's it's all the stories I either experienced or overheard. Okay. Because I heard a lot of people's stories, man. Um, when I talk to people, like. I don't know people they 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 never mind like venting to me you know a lot of people vent to me so i heard a lot of stories so i put some of those in there honestly i attract people like that for some reason yeah. i never understood it but you know what obviously we attract certain people like that for a reason so the best thing to do is just to be a good listener i know? think that's what it is they could tell that you're listening and you actually give a fuck so that's why they they're able to open up and they, they're able to let it out yeah and it's, it that's a lot of pain people hold on to a lot you know yeah so i think if you're a good listener and you're genuine that's 
You attract that a lot. Yeah, and I'll tell you why I think we attract that a lot is because we have the same last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Now, uh, have you ever met anybody in the industry that had the same last name as you? No, actually, it's the first time. It's, it's crazy. First time right here. I don't think so, now that I know. We may be long-distance cousins. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. So Small world. Yes. So now we got track five, Evil Side, featuring... Raspy Rob, yes. oh man, this is crazy. So Raspy Rob, when I first made music, there was this song called Fresno's Worst, and um, he's all like, until Larry and night I do this. He's talking about like the places he eats. He's talking about what he does in this hood, what he does in this area. He's talking about driving down Blackstone. He's literally like, well, if you close your eyes uh -huh. and you listen to the song, it's like you jumped in the car and he just drove you through all of Fresno, every side, every side from 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 the suburbs to the grimiest sides to like he pretty much touches bases throughout like streets, businesses, everything. And it's that was like one of my favorite songs when I first started rapping locally and I listened to it like all the time and um i met this guy at a bar and shit it's called yules man shout out to yules and he's he, he's like oh what up wicks he's like i'm gonna get you a shot your music's dope and then we we're just chopping it up at the bar chilling and he's like yeah my name's raspy and he's like raspy rob and i was like raspy rob i was like fresno's worse and he's like yeah that's me i was like i used to listen to that like every day he don't he don't he don't really have an album out he just had a few songs out on the internet and i was like damn i listen to that every day like that was crazy that was a big influence so i got him on this album right here and um he's working on an album with my boy guillotine shout out to guillotine and uh hopefully he has his first debut album coming soon but that's like a legend like he's like a hidden gem like a hidden legend and um I connected with him and I want to I want to get his music out there, you know, to an extent. I just yeah. want to connect him with the right people cuz he's talented. And he did his thing on that song too. That song pretty much I'm from the east side of Fresno. I don't bang or nothing, but that's pretty much describing my environment and, and my area and like pretty much what I see when I when I step out the door on the evil side, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we're both from the same side of town, so <clears throat> dope. That was that. Go go ahead and sip that. I know last time that last shot grabbed you by the boo-boo. It did, it did. Yeah, and I can see it right now in your eyes. Don't worry about it. We'll, <laughs> we'll get you an Uber. <laughs> we'll hire a midget to drive you home. Oh, there so, you go. So We're going to need to get a like, custom car. How do they drive? Well, uh, they put uh, high heel sneakers on, then they press the pedal. Is that what they do? Yeah, seriously. Oh, uh, hey, I was like, how do they do it? Hey, you guys, this is Estrella Jalisco. Uh, Chamoy Michelada is actually pretty damn good. Actually, I see they use Clamato on it, so I think that's probably what I like. It's kind of sweet, so I, I would suggest one tall can at least once, try it once. And they have a mango flavor as well. Oh, I'm going to travel dope. next. Yeah, I'm feeling very tropical right about now. So, um, so now, uh, chess, not checkers. Chess, not checkers, man. You no, gotta, you're, not, you're not talking uh, about Connect Four, right? No, no. no. That, you gotta, you gotta, um, Chestnut checkers is talking about using your mind. You know what I mean? Okay. You can't. 
always think two steps ahead, always be ahead of the curve, you know? Especially in life, man. You, uh -huh. you, 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 you can't make wise decisions. That's pretty much the overall message um, on that record. Okay. All right. And then you have um, We The Kings, Bashan. We the Kings, man. Damn, that's that's that 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 one was a long time in the making too. Okay. Shout out to Fast Sean, you know. All of our legends, like early I'm like kind of a nerd about the local stuff. But a lot of our first records that came out as far as hip hop and rap goes, there are a lot of um legends from the west side of Fresno. And they got like Planet Asia, they got Schoolyard, they got Trendsetters. Insane and D-Mac. Um, they got Shake the Mayor, Diego Red. They got like a roster yeah. on their history and their side of town. But my area, we didn't really have like... And they, they got a roster of people that actually succeeded and made it out and got like deals and stuff, you know? But my area, we didn't really have that big of a roster. And the one person that made it out was Fast Sean. And um, he dropped his album, Boy Meets World, and... 2009 I believe mm -hmm. and I started rapping in 2008 and he was from my side of town <clears throat> we both went to the same high school he's older than me but he, he he's from McLean High as well yeah and um his album just blew up he won big he was on the double XL with like Wiz Khalifa I think Nipsey Hussle was on that same one too and possibly uh J. Cole but he was on the freshman cover of double XL yeah he got signed by Nas. Um, he been around the world. And he made it out, and he was, like, from my area. And I was like, damn. Like, if he could make it out, then I feel like I could make it out. Like, he he's just, like, two or three st streetlights away from where I'm from. Yeah. So I'm like, he inspired me in a big way, not just, not just as a rapper, but as a person, you know? It was right. inspirational to see him make it out of my area because a lot of people don't. And um, I always wanted to make a song with him. So we finally made that song and we're from the same area and we're like the faces of our area because he, he succeeded and he made it out. And it's looking like I might be the next one up. So I just said, we the kings. But you know what I mean? We the kings. Oh yeah, you were in the crown. We're the kings. Like, me and him, we're the kings of this area. We're the kings of this side of town or whatever. Yeah, hell but yeah. But yeah, that, that's what that was right there. That's dope, man. That's dope. You, you know what's funny? Okay, look at I produce for a lot of cats. And a lot of these cats never gave me credit. Not that I was looking for it. Yeah. But they would have mentioned everybody, you know, my cousins, neighbors, dogs, nephews, grandparents, but never mentioned me, the guy who produced the tracks. That's crazy. They, they would never. So you know what I said? I'm just going to go ahead and mention that I produced this track. I produced this. I worked with this guy. I did this. I did this. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, and, and, and it, it comes with the territory. They're going to say, oh, you're always bragging about yourself. Fuck that. Thank you. You got to show yourself love, man. Thank you. That's the thing that I feel is a big, a big, I feel like the world got to backwards, man. Every day you wake up in the morning, say that, say that you're royalty. You know what I mean? Every, every day you wake up in the morning, say you're worth something. Say that you're somebody. Yeah. Because if you ain't the shit to yourself, you ain't to nobody else. And that, that's worse from Sugar Free, and that's a real game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fuck that, man. Don't let, I, I'm not going to let anybody's insecurity, um, them projecting their insecurities on me, 
stop me from like loving myself and giving myself worth. Not mean. And it's good, man. It's good. It's good to it's good to pat yourself on the back. Yes, it is. More people should do it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, then you have. I'm almost afraid to ask that. Don't want to cry. Don't want to cry. I named it that because on the on the on the sample it was like, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry no more. That's just tight, man. That song, there's a lot of pain in there, you know. Um, that was the one. That's a video on Hollywood Boulevard. You talking about? Yes. We eating the pizza. That's just like I really want to make it. I really want to succeed, and I don't. I don't know. Like I don't know what I got to do or how I'm gonna get there, but. I want it 110%. And if I don't, it's going to hurt. But I'm getting to the pain right now. Like the pain, the pain of like, you know, I did a lot of shows where like I travel and I did it on the love because I'm getting my name out, you know? And right. that's cool for a little bit. You 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 got to pay like what? Like two or $300 in travel. And then you got to do a show. And then you hope that you break even with the merch. But maybe most of the time you either break even or you're in the red. And that was cool, like if I did it like once a month, but then it started becoming like every week. Like every weekend of this month I'm out of town and I, I'm coming out of pocket and I'm investing and it's like damn. I'm I'm following my dream, but it was digging me into like a dark place. And there's a lot of struggle and a lot of pain. And you hear it in that record right there, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're sharing that, man, because you know what? I know there's artists out there that are going through a lot of the same thing you're going through. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you're being transparent. And I think that's where you gain the respect of fans is that you're not here saying, no, I've arrived, I've made it. But you believe in yourself and you're doing what you yeah, love. I'm going to try, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're encouraging others. Keep doing that. It may not come easy. You know, some people want to take... The elevator to success. There is no elevator. There is no elevator. You got to take the stairs. There's no elevator. There's no shortcuts. Yes. Even people that actually start off in um, financially better situations, mm -hmm. their businesses even struggle the first five years. First five years. You're correct. So you got to be logical. Yeah. If you don't got money, you're going to struggle hard as hell. And if you do got money, you still might struggle. The grind isn't easy for anybody. You know what I mean? People yeah. think millionaires and billionaires got it easy. Like, you still got to work. You still got to keep it. You still got to maintain it. Absolutely. You don't just get a million dollars and clock out because then you're going to lose that. Right. You didn't work to get a million to lose it all. You know what I mean? So right. the grind don't ever stop. And right. it that's like, I get, I get some criticism because I'm like, I tell like, I always say, you could do it. You could do anything, you know? Whether you're from the hood, whether you come from nothing or you come from everything, you could do it. And they say I sound like a politician or something, but it's true, though. You really could. Yeah. It's just like, like, like I said, like that karaoke to the real studio. Yeah. It don't matter where you start. As long as you start and you move, it might be harder. There might be more obstacles. But just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's impossible. Yeah. And yeah. that's what people... Oh, I'm from the hood. I'm never going to make it. I could never do it. I started, I don't got nothing. That's a lie. You're lying to yourself. Yeah. Somebody once told me this. And I thought about it, and it it sounds somewhat true. He said this. Success is not 
a destiny, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. and, and I understood it, you know. Uh, I don't think I'll ever come to a place where I say, I've arrived. Unless somebody gives me a billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, and even then, you know what I do? Everybody that has been on Rodeo Radio and has accepted my interviews, I bless them. Mm -hmm. I bless, I would truly, truly, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because one day when I die, I can't take that shit with me. That's real. I can't take that shit with me. We always wanna say, you know, I'll take care of my family. But you know what? There's people that I wanna bless, man. Man. And hey, giving out that positive energy is, 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 is beautiful, you know? And it all comes back, you know? Right. Yes, it all it comes 360, you know, whatever yeah. you put out comes back. So, yeah. you know what? Uh, um, if you don't mind me asking you, uh, don't want to cry. Can you drop a verse off of that? Do you have any of that memorized? Yeah, I do. I go, I'm the rose that grew from the concrete. Most of y'all wouldn't make it cause y'all too weak. How long y'all been struggling? Like two weeks. I've been climbing out the gutter like my whole life. Never waste no time. Before my demise. Oh damn, I'm fucking up. <laughs> I gotta hear it with the instrumental to be honest. It's gotta, all good, brother. It's all good. Let me spit some other shit, I'm fucking up. It's, I it's gotta okay. redeem myself. Hey yo. Obesity rap, beast stay slumping, yeah, we keeping it fat. Road test from the projects of a profit in checks. Better pay me respect or it's off with your head. Talking greasy, but your whole style's extra cheesy. Ain't no way in this world that you could just defeat me. Bars abstract like I wrote them in graffiti. Your style's really shitty like you wrote it with your feces. Border rap, this shit is getting too easy. Starving in the game, I'm bitter, motherfucker, feed me. All the burgers, murder rappers that you never heard of, bloody murder. Ruin dreams before they make it further I'm just a hater writing hate reps on this lovely sofa Sipping soda, greedy need all the dollars Give you the ugly truth, I ain't never been a liar Pay me with cash and burgers when you see me on a flyer MC Wicks, y'all You said obesity rap Yeah That shit's hard <laughs> I gotta always redeem myself Hey, it's a part of the game Sometimes slip-ups happen As long as you rap hard That's it You gotta rap hard like you got a 10 second window to, 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 to get that shit right. You got a 10 second window. Y'all seen it here live, that's, that's that's how it is. That's how it is. And then you said, uh, sipping on a soda. You actually walked in with a big gulp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a fact. That's true stories. True story. Authenticness. True. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like that shit. Number nine, you said, uh, the tracks Nas said. Oh yeah, man. Nas said, what is that about? Nas said. Uh, I'm not gonna give you another shot because. Yeah, I'm I, cool I, for now. Okay, cool, for cool, now. cool, cool, cool. Now I said um, that, that that was just based off of um, the hook is like the world is yours just like now I said get to the money get to the bread the world is yours just like now I said conquer the planet before you're dead it's pretty it's just paying homage to that song yeah. and the message okay. you know like the world is yours go out there and get it but it, it's just it's just paying it's really paying homage to that song you know and Nas as well. He's one of he's one of he's one of my all-time favorites. Dope. Close my eyes and who's the featuring? That's featuring. Um, shout out one of my mentors, two of my favorite legends, man. Cubic man, that's um, the first legend from my city, like local legend, to like reach out and show me love and like give me advice and uh, just teach me about MCing, but also how to deal with deal with the crazy shit that happens in the game or, or the politics or the bullshit. Right. He kind of taught me how to kind of maneuver okay. on and off stage. 
And um, real humble dude, super talented. Shout out to Cubic. I got him on there. And then Denji. I feel like Denji and there's a guy named Turbin. I feel like those are the most underrated in my city of all time. And Denji, he, he's super talented. He, I got him on a few of my albums. I got him on the buffet. I got buffet? him on, yeah, I got him called the buffet. It's crazy. Hell yeah. That was just like, I'm hella hungry and I'm a, I'm a overeat. Like I'm gonna eat like 50 plates and I'm gonna still be hungry because y'all can't match his hunger. But um, I got him on the buffet album. I got him on ghetto artsy and I got him on um, gambling with rap. I got him on this album. I got him on a lot of stuff cause he's dope. But he, he's one of the best, man. Shout out to Dingy, Trendsetters. And he killed that hook. And the message, when I was writing the song, I was like, you know what? You got to just cl close your eyes and see yourself in a better position. No matter how bad things are right now. Right. I don't care if I'm homeless. I don't care what I'm going through. I'm going to close myself. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to put myself in a better position. And that's what I'm talking about to the verse. And that's pretty much a message. Like, you know, okay. every time I close my eyes, I dream. Every time I close my eyes, I put myself in a better situation. Yes. And you know what? If you're going to dream, dream big. And that's what it is. Let me encourage everybody listening. Okay. Maybe you're a parent out there and your son wants to be a rapper. Your son wants to be a teacher. Your son wants to be whatever. Or your daughter. Mm -hmm. If they're going to dream, dream big and support their dreams. Exactly. Okay. So... That's my encouraging message out of that. And you can get Silver Tooth Babies on all platforms, mm -hmm. or you can hit him on the DM and uh, ask for the CD and get his cute picture from uh, elementary school. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah, that's just dope. Silver Tooth Babies. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about your video, because you posted it on your page. You, you shot a video for what song? Oh man, what was the recent one? The evil side was the new one. Well, oh, the one you were in the mask. I saw. I saw it on you. Oh, that's coming up next. That's bars up, actually. Okay. Shout out to Josh Wright. He's doing that as well. Okay. Oh man, that's so crazy, man. Who's the girl that you use? Can you give her a shout out? Shout out to Orchid. She actually is a MC from the area, and she's really dope. Okay. Y'all need to check for her. She's gonna be on my next album coming up. And um, then you go hook up an interview. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely do that. Okay. Yeah, she's dope, man. I'll send you some of her stuff. That'll work. But yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Orchid, she she was the one being the visual art, you know what I mean? Looking good, looking right, yeah. you feel me? And uh, that's coming out real soon, man. That'll probably, work. Probably within a few weeks. Okay. Bars up. Yeah, yeah, give me Yeah, I love this album so much. Like, I'm going to try to do a video for every single song because that's how much that album means to me. Like, the album really changed my life, you know? Awesome. Uh, now, let me ask you this. How long do you think it, it took you to, to make this album? That one may be like, usually I make albums in like three or four months, but that one probably was like a year. That that's was good. a year. That's good. And um, that's a really good one. When I was making it, I was like, this is going to change my life. I was like, when it comes out, things aren't going to be the same. I didn't know on what level or what scale. But I, that's what I was saying, and and, and uh, when it came out, that's exactly what happened. Like, I was just paying dues, like doing things on the love or the strength for so many years, and it's not like I get a million dollars, but or anything. But after that, is I, I finally started getting like you know paid for shows, getting paid for features, and I actually 
all the investment and all the years and all the time, the it, it started coming back. It started coming back. You know what I mean? It started making sense. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm happy I didn't quit. Because if I would have quit, I would have played myself. Yeah. I would have got none of this show money. I would have got none of this feature money. And I would have just been miserable. Yeah. And uh, I got to remind myself about that to just keep pushing no matter what. Yeah. Because you never know, man. You might give up, and tomorrow might be the day it happens. You know what's funny? You, you might give up right before the finish line. I'm, you, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad you said that. You know, it's funny because, uh, okay, I said this plenty of times, so I may sound like a broken record. I'm 53 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I love doing what I'm doing. I love DJing still. I love producing. I love podcasting. I love directing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, God has blessed me to be multi-talented, so I'm going to use it all to bless others with it. That's like my whole message, okay? To bless others, because we're not going to be here that long. At least not, you know, I got more years behind me than in front of me, okay? Mm -hmm. So, with that being said is this. I want to shine light on people that never really necessarily get that light or never get that spotlight or never ever get that push. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so that's kind of like my goal, you know, you know, to do that. But now, you know, um, as far as um, this music game, I know it can be tough. You know, I know you struggle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But keep it going. I don't ever want to be that guy that's 70 years old in a fucking rocking chair, petting a fat ass cat. Yeah. And then saying, I should have just took that chance. I should have just took that chance. Oh, and I know that's your message. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever want to be like, here, kitty, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I should have just done it. Fuck what people said. Fuck people. Look, it. if we worry about what people think about us, we will never live a happy life, that's bro. That's a fact. All the, all the most successful people got one thing in common. They don't give a fuck. Thank, yeah. 100%. Everyone that's successful, everyone called them crazy. They said they weren't going to make it. They said it was impossible. All the negative shit. And they said they just turned their ears off to the bullshit. Yeah. And kept working and did it. Yeah. And that's true, man. Uh, part, one of the keys to success is don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy on the live chat that said, oh, that's Burger King. And, and you know what I'm thinking to myself? That guy's probably logging off right about now because he's got to go home. I mean, he's got to wake up. Five o'clock in the morning, go to a warehouse and work. You're doing what you love. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thing. Instead of calling him Burger King. <laughs> hey, I need you, that sponsor though. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you just show, show love? I mean, does it really bother people to show love? Like, think about that. I don't know. It might. It might. You know what I'm saying? So There's something. The, 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 the mind is complicated, you know? Yeah. There's all kinds of traumas and all kinds of things that... Uh, play a part whatever he was traumatized yeah he was no he was <laughs> i'm imp- talking shit <laughs> no he, he was impressed that's what it was no look at burger king calm down finger banger okay yeah. he was just you know over here uh commenting some stupid shit hey but, i don't mind it's all good it's love but you know what uh much love and everybody uh to everybody on the live chat so um other than that man anything i didn't ask you anything that you want to promote anything you want to push anything you want to say um, go for it, brother. I got a list, actually. Because um, this is, like I said, I, I'm going to thank you a bunch of times. This is the biggest platform I've ever been on. And I really do appreciate it. 
So I wrote a list of like people wanted to shout out, man. Shout Go out to um, GTL Part One once again. Shout out to my engineer uh, Tim Osman. He makes it like people they they trip out on how I drop a video once a month or every two weeks or album every couple months, and it's because his work ethic matches mine. You know what I mean? We don't fuck around. We get in there. Uh -huh. We get it done. You know. So um, if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't be this successful and I would have not got this far, man. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Tim Osman, Ocho Studios. You know what I mean? That's his thing. Shout out to Abscure for making one of the best albums. Silver Tooth Baby's a new one. You can get it all on all platforms. He's one of the illest ever. Yeah. Shout out to Josh Wright. He's my videographer, but look him up. He also raps. His bars are crazy next level out of this world. And he's been making all of my new videos look like movies and um, taking me to that next level, man. Shout out to the God of my city, man, Planet Asia. You know, one of, one of my favorite MCs, one of my top 10 MCs. And, um, you know, a mentor at times and, and a good person overall, you know what I mean? Right. Shout out to Schoolyard, Shake the Mayor, <clears throat> Super Supreme, Cubic, Planet Asia. That's his uh, early crew from the town. Right. Shout out to Beardo um, from Black Book and Rhyme Books. He shows me a lot of love. He brings me out here. He connected me with a lot of people on the scene, man. Yeah. I got a lot of good homies out here, man. I definitely got genuine love for the area, man. Yeah. Shout out to Underground Hip Hop Vlog, Sela Hip Hop, Moody, my boy Evolve Hip Hop. Shout out to my moms, my pops, my family. Shout out to all the supporters. The, the old faces and the new faces. Shout out to the food community. They've been showing me a lot of love monthly. Yeah. They've, been, they've been definitely giving me a boost that I need, man. Shout out to Gutter Cigar out of Oxnard, California. They booked me a lot. Hell yeah. Super dope quality shows. Shout out to my boy Mesa Tableless. He's holding it down out there, you know what I mean, um, in the Bay Area. Shout out to Battle Yard, Bakersfield. Shout out to my boy Mike Justice. And, you know, just shout out to all of Kelly, man. Shout out to all, all the faces, man, all the pioneers, man. Shout out to all the ambassadors of every every region and every section. Let's connect. Let's build. Yeah, most definitely, man. Thank you for that, bro. And shout out to you, man. Shout hey. out to Rodium Radio, Tony A. Salud, Lizard, my brother. Man. Salud. It's love. Chamoy. Hmm. Let me give a couple of shout outs real quick. Starting off with... I want to thank you for blessing me with an interview. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked in 2017. It didn't happen. You weren't in my documentary. You were going to be in my documentary. Um, but shout out to you. Uh, much love, much respect. I wish you nothing but uh, success, brother. Hey, it's love, man. And whatever I can do to help you, you let me and my team know and we'll you know, do whatever we can. I appreciate you, man. For real. And uh, let me give a shout out to Robert Moneygrip. Yeah, Money Grip, man. He yeah. made it happen today, yeah. man. Let me give a shout-out to him. Let me also give a shout-out to Drell, who's from your neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, she's from Fresno, too. Yeah. And Money Grip, he actually shot the majority of the videos of uh, the Silver Two Babies as well. You know I mean? He shot the Planet Asia song. He shot the Fashion song. So check that out. Tap in, man. Yeah. Hell Good yeah. dude. Robert Money Grip, Drell, much love, much respect. Working my way back down. I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Magic Girl, whom you know as Forever Genesis. That's her oh, name. Oh, she's dope. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah, I like her. She's tight. Yeah, she's the one that said to tell you hi, and she likes your crown. 
Okay, that's yeah. awesome. That's she awesome. said you're bringing sexy back. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, she does that on the daily, so I, that's, that's that's a major compliment to me. Know what I mean? Uh, and then let me give a shout-out to my boy DJ Dominator from Santa Maria. Mm -hmm. You know, Well, let me give it a uh, Central Coast click also to my boy Rebel. But Dominator, me and him have been working lately. Working my way back down, I'm going to give a shout-out to the artist that I'm working with, Mr. D. As of right now, mm -hmm. the video will be dropping June 20th. We shot it yesterday. I directed it. My boy Joel from Arizona uh, uh, filmed it. It's going to be... That's perfect timing. That's when everything opens up. Yes. You guys are ready for them shows. Yes. Now, let me say this, okay? And it's just me. You said speak it, right? Speak it into existence, right? Yeah, you have to, man. Okay. You got you to say it loud. This is the only artist that was able to bring me out of retirement. Okay? Man, that's real. And... Uh, he is not me he's about to take over everything and he doesn't even know it i see Damn, it. that's real he's about to take over hey, everything so you gotta have him see it too man you gotta keep planning that yes, in his head yes we're gonna have motherfuckers punching air when this shit drops but it's all good uh then i'm gonna give a shout out to my boy alex cervantes for running this ship uh cervantes enterprise much love much respect to him got my back i got his back and um i know you're watching so alex cervantes and uh, let me give a shout out to Anthony, the hip hop Jedi. The, the really like the force is the force is strong with this one. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah the hip hop Jedi, much love, much respect to him. And uh, this is all my team. Then my son B Scanlon, he's in Hawaii right now. He's drinking Mai Tai, oh, surfing. He's in paradise right now. Yeah, yeah. He's having major girls with palm branches. Ah, <laughs> there you, you go. Know, feeding them grapes, sucking his toes. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me give Thanks. a shout out to him. Uh, my boy DG, DG Media Clips is also part of our team. Um, and I ran out of people to, but if I didn't mention you, oh, you know what, let me give a shout out to Erica, B&B uh, uh, &B Entertainment, and also to Bella. I got love for them. Uh, they've been here many times. And um, and um, let me give a shout out to my lawyer, Masood. There you so, go. Uh, much love to him, because he's gonna be taking care of things for me. And um, what else? Man. You know, there's so many good people that help us along the way and bless us, you know? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. hard to remember everyone off the top of the head, but shout out to everyone that, that, that definitely yeah. did their part. And let, let me uh, bless and encourage young producers, new producers that are coming out. Let me encourage you to study the Old Testament. You know, study the greats of the mm -hmm. old, you know what I'm saying? And build your music around that. Bring your own flavor, you know, and bless us with dope music you know what i'm saying don't just follow the leader you know if people say oh trap is what's in no do what's in your heart do what you feel do what you hear they got to do the homework man. they got to do the homework all you new rappers out there much love much respect to you guys uh keep it pushing you know you heard it from the king right here or fresno right here thank you man thank you that you know it it's a struggle sometimes but you got to keep building you got to keep going so uh all you young producers all you young rappers much love much respect Hit me at rodeonradio at gmail.com and we'll set up an interview and we'll go from there. That's what it is, man. That's yeah. love. Man. If we have any short women out there that want to get a hold of Wicks. Hey, shout out to the shorties, though. Nah, I mean, um, other than that, Wicks, anything else you got to say before we bounce? Man, subscribe on YouTube, Wicks MC. That's the channel. Follow me on Instagram at MC underscore Wicks underscore 559. If you want features or you want shows, contact me on Instagram and we can make that happen. 
And, you know, shout out to, just shout out to everyone that shows love, man. Yes. Anyone that got any positive energy or any genuine love for me, man, I'm going to throw that energy back, man. I love y'all. Peace. Awesome. Uh, last shout out. Let me give a shout out to my boy Lucky from Hoodstocks. I see him winning and I fucking love it. He's I, doing it right now. I love it. Man. I like his podcast. Hell He's dope. yeah. You know what? Lucky, much love, much respect uh, to you. You know what I'm saying? So um, other than that, instead of talking about me, pray for me. And with that being said, good night. And we out of here. Wix, Peace. thank oh, yeah. you, my brother. Love, thank you. We out of here, Alex. Oh, yeah.